Hello everyone. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome to our community health promotion. A woman health first presenting today. Uh, monkey pass. Monkey pass has been there. We've seen the prevalence in cases in the United States, such as a uh, endemic disease in some places in, around the world, predominantly in Africa. Now we've seen the incidence and prevalence here in the United States. Here, I'm Nahila Ayeva. I'm a research analyst, public health analyst, educator with a background in public health, public health, public health communication, public health information, research, and, uh, you know, also I have a background in doing Islamic education and comparing public health education and Islam. I do that also for Muslim sisters to see exactly how that overlap or how that have a similarity. So today we'll be talking again with my co what co-presenter Dr. Olaolu is an MD, you know, a medical doctor who also has been a, a great, valuable member for Muslim community, as uh, she's also a lead uh, teacher for Sisters Halaka, which is an Islamic education for women. She value a health issue with a woman in Islam. She also pioneer of a domestic violence prevention in our Muslim community, and I would like to welcome Dr. Jamila. We'll uh, do this presentation. Thank you. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa This uh, presentation is mixed with a lot of Muslim and non-Muslim alike. So we can Good just... afternoon, everyone. Yes. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to our presentation. Thank you, my amiable sister Naila, for having me presenting with you today. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure being here. We'll be discussing monkeypox. Like we all know, monkeypox is a rare disease caused by monkeypox virus. The monkeypox uh, virus usually affects rodents such as rats or mouse, mice or non-human primates such as monkeys, but it can also occur in people. Monkeypox usually occur in Central and uh, West Africa. Cases of uh, monkeypox seen, cases outside of Africa are often due to. So what I'm trying to say is that monkeypox are mostly seen in Central and West Africa, but in cases where they are seen outside Africa, they could be due to this, um, international travels. You know, like we all travel around, we can transport diseases from one place to the other. We can import animals, through imported animals, monkey paws can be transported. Close contact with an animal or person with monkey paws. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention CDC monitors cases that have been reported in countries that don't often have monkey paws, such as United States, the CDC is monitoring many cases of monkeypox throughout the world, including Europe and the United States. What are the symptoms of monkeypox that those monkeypox look like? Monkeypox symptoms may start from five to 21 days after an exposure to the virus. That means one can get infected with monkeypox between day one and four. 
but the symptoms, signs and symptoms could present, start presenting from five to 21 days. The time between one's exposure and the manifestation of the symptoms is what we call incubation period. Like we all know, most viruses have their incubation period and that of monkeypox is from five to 21 days. Now the manifestation of the symptoms itself could last between two to four weeks and it may include the following. One, it may include fever, skin rash, which is one of the main symptoms of monkeypox, headache, muscle aches, and backaches, chills, tiredness, swollen lymph nodes. About one to four days after one has begun having a fever, a skin rash starts. The monkeypox rash often first appears on the face. Where we might uh, go to the slide of the skin rash. I'm sorry, the 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 picture might be disturbing, but for educational purposes, we might need to see how the skin rash looks like in a monkey pus uh, infected person. The monkey pus rash often appears on the face, appear first on the face, then it might spread to the ends or feet and then spread to other parts of the body. The monkey pus rash goes through many stages, as we can see even from these pictures. The monkey pus rash go through flat spots, which could later turn into blisters. Then the blisters fill with pus, scape over and fall off over a period of two to three, I mean, two to four weeks. So monkey pus can get, I mean, you can spread monkey pus while one have symptoms, you understand? So from when you, you when your symptoms start until your rash and skin ill, one can spread the, the virus itself. How does this spread? I said it's from the moment one is infected with the virus from the day one, before the appearance of the skin rash, one it can actually spread the virus itself. It can be spread through direct contact with the rashes, with escapes, or body fluids of a person with monkey paws, like from the paws, from the fluid that comes out of it, one can actually infect the other person. Extended close contact for more than four hours with a respiratory droplet. Maybe somebody coughs <coughs> or speaks into the air. It can last for four hours. If somebody, you know, the other person can infect, I mean, be infected with the virus itself. Because you are talking about droplets, that means even with sexual, true sexual intercourse, the virus can be transmitted. Clothes, sheets, blankets, or other materials that have been in contact with rashes or body fluids of an infected person would actually be a means of transmission of the disease. An infected pregnant woman can actually transmit the 
I mean, the un, unborn child with the monkeypox virus. Um, from here, I would like to pause for Sister Naila to uh, take us through the prevention. Our able, um, capable Sister Naila to take us through the prevention and the Islamic approach to health. Thank you so much, Dr. Ola Olua. We really, really appreciate you, mashallah. That's a great presentation, yeah. Like uh, you hear from uh, our beloved doctor, she's mentioned that usually this disease is not in here in the United States and is done through the migration, you know, and international travel. Yes, so, but as we can see, we have a recent case of a breakout, uh, you know, in May in 2022 in the United States, and this is pretty, very serious um, pandemic and become a pandemic as well. Yes, before prevention, which is a key element of uh, today's presentation, we also would like to look at the Islamic approach to the health. You know, so for those who are, who are Muslim and all also those who are in a healthcare pro profession who are dealing with uh, Muslim patients, sometimes they kind of feel like, uh, is a Muslim people take a medicine? Well, absolutely, yes. And not only that, they also take preventive approach. So that's why it's very important that we like to reiterate that today before we can move on on our preventive measures. Yeah, prophet of uh, prophet of God, you know, Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him, says what he says that the wealth is appropriate to a, a God-fearing person, but he emphasized that a good health is a better for the good-fearing for God-fearing than the wealth. As you can see, is a correlation in a health study saying that a uh, uh, health uh, care statement say prevention is better than mm -hmm. take a now more preventive approach to the disease, you know, to preventive the disease more than even thinking about the disease. And as I was mentioned earlier, is that uh, the the prophet of uh, of God, Muhammad peace be upon him, he has uh, emphasized that. The health is important than the wealth. He says, wealth is appropriate to a God-fearing person, but good health is a better for God-fearing person than the wealth. He further says that uh, he who um he of you who find himself enjoying a good health, securing in a, is a community and then has a is a daily sustenance, you know. Is as he has a, the whole word out of his fingertip. That's profound. That's profound. That's how Muslim people value the preventive health, which is a, to prevent disease, right? So Islam has a prioritized the health and placing it as a second in importance on their faith. Yeah. Islam also encourages a human to take measures to protect body from harm and from the preventing them from the disease. <laughs> the most important thing that we see here is that uh, the cleanest rituals that Muslim people perform before their prayers every single time they pray five times a day is nothing else than preventive measures. As Dr. Ola Olua mentioned earlier, you know, she emphasized that when the, the small part disease started to spread, the disease affect the, the eyes first, the facial. Why is that? Because we have a tendency to touch our faces, you know? So that's how it is. But the ritual 
Islamic rituals such as wudu, for those of you who are not familiar, wudu is they claim to wash their hands. Purification before, you know, they perform their daily uh, prayers, which is also called salah. So doing that five times a day can alleviate the problem of carrying uh, pathogens such as uh, viral or bacteria on the hand. So, and some Muslims even go a little further to wash their hand with a soap before even performing wudu. So that also is a way of eliminating those micropathogens from our hand before. So that exactly line, you know, in a preventive measure that we see in a public health. And the evidence of uh, the statement that I made saying that the Muslim people take a, even a greater step on preventive measures is that uh, in, uh, in their holy book, the Quran, uh, verse uh, chapter 2, verse one, 195, it says, and make not your own hand contribute to your own destruction arms. So in these cases, touching your faces and putting your mouth, your finger in your mouth or doing anything, in this verse can be a little bit vague as a scholars of Islamic knowledge can, can, can elaborate more. It can also be a domestic balance. You know, how many people with your, your hand, doing bad stuff with your hand, Go stealing with your hand, doing every single thing in your hand. But then in this concept of disease prevention is one of the, the verse that is used, you know, the scholars are using for saying that hand touching, you know, because bacteria and the, and the virus are very critical for our health. And those are the destruction, especially we see not just a small part, which is a less harmful, but the COVID-19. And we see how COVID-19 was devastated given a fatality and mobility rate very high. We see a lot in here. And it's on. It's more devastating than a killing. It's like more devastating than a weapon, you know? So if it's something that is not harmful, we should be able to contain them right away. We won't be even, uh, if we will be able to use uh, extra forces like a military, because the US has a strong military, you know, defense. But we couldn't defend our country when COVID-19 struck us in here. So this is a, the context of all this uh, verse that I just mentioned that your hands, you know, keeping them clean, keeping them pure will prevent the disease. And that's Islamic approach to public health and to preventive medicine. Yes, we're gonna move on to the next slide. Which is a prevention. Um, gonna go back to one slide which is the prevention yes prevention prevention like I said I can no longer uh, then emphasize again one more time on the importance of hand washing It's very crucial that we wash our hands not just when we are in touch or in contact with our people with a disease in case of a small part you don't have to see somebody with outbreak on their skin in order for you to wash your hands Anytime you come in contact with anybody, you know, you greet somebody in your hand. Do not go to eat food. Do not go touch your face with your hand. It's very highly recommended that you wash your hands. Very important. It's very important. You wash your hand when you use a bathroom. You wash your hand even if after you use a tissue. You wash your hand after you um, 
uh, you eat food, you wash your hand after even having an intercourse with your husband, your partner is a crucial because in case of uh, um, uh, monkeypox viral, the incidence and prevalence are be seen more in a, in a sexual activity. You know, it's also contaminated, highly contaminated during sexual intercourse or even a kissing and touching. And the prevalence of these diseases are be seen be more among our MSM, which is a men sleeping with a man, or also among the lesbian and gay community. You know, so CDC has been doing research and really contain the disease among that population. That being saying, it doesn't say that it's just those people who can get the disease. It's for everybody. Everybody can 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 get the, the disease. So uh, it's very important that uh, we isolate ourselves from people who that we see clearly that they have a lesion on their skin. You know, wash your hand with the soap is a very requirement, especially when we touch animals. It's a very important that we continue washing our hands. You know, hand washing is a, I can emphasize, I, I can only overemphasize. And it comes to the point where uh, one of my program, a participant tell me, hey, how possible people in Africa who don't even have water to drink can possibly wash their hands to prevent diseases when you really emphasize hand washing? Absolutely. It is a great concern. How possible? How possible? So it's an issue that we also need to tackle. You know, providing clean water for people in a vulnerable population who not only can consume the water, drink the water, utilize them in their daily activity and cooking food and, you know, and the crop, also growing the crop, but also to wash their hands, even if they have not taken in the shower. It's a very crucial that we wash our hands right consistently hand washing is a factor of preventing all the diseases all the diseases i'm telling you all infectious diseases are preventable up to 50 percent according to researchers based on with soap and clear water then other diseases combined so 50 percent of diseases are removed from uh up to 50 percent removed from your hand and you'll be safe so preventive measures are very important and it's very important in this case of a, a monkeypox viral as well. So another preventive measure is a vaccination. Well, um, your healthcare provider may uh, require um, or advise you to vaccinate it, you know, based on your incidence of prevalence on your area or based on your family history or somebody in your household or sometimes you bring your child to pediatric appointment and that person have a, um, the child already have a small pack. So in that case, they will advise the mom to also go ahead and, and have uh, the vaccination uh, to prevent themselves, right? But uh, um, at this point, at this current point, time, point of time, CDC does not emphasize and does not require people to get vaccinated for, uh, for, for, um, monkeypox viral because monkeypox viral with a strong immune system can wipe himself off with the preventive measures that we previously mentioned hand washing eating well and you know physical activity and have a healthy immune system can wipe those diseases quickly so at this point we also line with the cdc 
the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and say that if your healthcare provider does not really tell you to get vaccinated, then do not vaccinate yourself for smallpox. But we highly recommend that you do that for COVID-19. Right. So for those of you who choose to say that they're going to get vaccinated, well, what is the, how much it costs? What is the cost of the vaccine? Well, the cost of vaccine here, we don't know to be, we do not know until today or until yesterday when we finished this uh, PowerPoint presentation that is a free. It is not because since it does not become a public health threat, the government did not take it on its hand to make it free vaccine, like in the case of COVID-19, right? But if you have a health insurance and you are interested to get vaccinated, regardless of uh, your preventive measure, you feel like, uh, you know, it's something you need to do, then you can talk to your insurance provider and see if they cover for um, uh, um, small um, chicken pox, what is that, monkey pox vaccine. They are all related because it's all pox, 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 you know, so yeah. So forgive me for that. Is uh, Here we're talking about monkey pox that, uh, vaccine. So check with your healthcare provider and see if you are elected to do so. If not, another great place to also inquire about the vaccine is your public health department, community health centers, you know, you know, and that you also can also reach women helpers to, to receive a referral for community centers who provide, you know, sliding fee or sometimes free vaccination based on your immigration status or your inability to pay or not have an insurance. At this point, we come to the conclusion of uh, this presentation, and uh, we would like to ask you if you have uh, any questions, comments, clarity, and uh, anything that you would like to bring to jam to this. And then, uh, you know, we will be able to really um, answer your question. As I said earlier, uh, Dr. Ola Olua, she's a medical provider, you know, so and she understands the viral infections, and then she will be able to answer some of your questions and I also am here to answer more questions about preventive measures. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Um, with this presentation, we will use the uh, two guidance reference that we use. We use uh, uh, the CDC uh, recommendation for uh, um, um, monkey pass prevention. So we use their site as well for guidance. We also use a Mayo Clinic to get a research deep in terms of uh, etiology of the disease, where it is really coming from, why, as a, uh, my colleague has mentioned earlier, my co-presenter, that uh, this has been seen in America because of international travel. It's not a, a tradition, um, you know, it's not a traditional um, um, disease that we see in here, as she previously said, is a heart diseases. Okay, that has been seen. So again, Mayo Clinic is a researcher. Uh, they have no biases. Um, they are a nonprofit organization, but a high in the research. So we use them as a peer review and also validation this uh, presentation for you. So thank you again so much. And uh, without further ado, we would like to answer any question that you may have. Dr. Jamila. Thank you so much, Sanaila, for the beautiful work and the pretty good presentation. Um, uh, just to 
make more points on the monkeypox virus. Monkeypox disease itself is not as transmissible, as easily transmissible as um, COVID-19 itself. You understand? You, it's not, even when we stay in contact with some people, if it's not so for a long time, most likely we are not likely to uh, get infected with the uh, monkeypox virus itself. You understand? And then when we get in contact with the, the person that is manifesting the, the disease, um, when we take some precautionary, like some health precautionary measures, like uh, my sister Naila has uh, um, rightly said, like hand washing, um, maintain some certain level of distances. And then of course, um, the use of um, um, uh, face masks that we are still using right now, it could serve as a kind of uh, preventive uh, measures for the uh, disease itself. Then for the, in the case of healthcare workers or people that are taking care of people with the diseases itself, they mm -hmm. might, um, or um, those people that are laundry, I mean, la, la, they are laundry, they take care of clothing and what have you. When you take care, when you take precautionary measures, it serves as a kind of uh, preservative, I mean, means of preserving or uh, excluding or um, protecting ourselves from getting infected with the disease itself. So if you have somebody with the disease, even as a uh, member of the family, the person has to maintain, quarantine is very, very important in yes. this condition too, as we all know that is also a viral infection. Most viral infections, when we quarantine or isolate the diseased person, it helps a great deal. You don't say because uh, you try as much as possible, especially if it's a close member of the family, maybe if it's a child or uh, the father, if it's the father or the mother, you can isolate yourself in one of the rooms. If it's a child, you try as much as possible to isolate yourself, protect yourself. Um, the spray of the air in the house is very important with 99% um, uh, um, antiviral, um, like chloros, what have you that we can use in the house. The cleaning of surfaces and contacts in the house that we all, generally we all touch. Maybe the knobs of the doors is very important. We wipe, it, we wipe them with chloros. The cleaning of the surfaces from time to time, all these preventive measures help in the uh, continuous transmission of the uh, diseases. And of course, um, our health, what we eat intakes, the fruits and veggies, they are very important in boosting our immune system. When our immune system are boosted, they will naturally fight all these diseases, disease conditions, the ones that we know, the one that we cannot see, our body will fight, our body immune system will fight naturally by itself. Those are very, very important things. Then we have to drink, drink a lot of water. Water helps in flushing down whatever thing that is coming or whatever thing that is within the system. It is very important. We have to eat healthy, clean our environment, make sure we stay in a healthy, clean environment. Those, all these things, they, they help a great deal. That's all I have to add to the presentation. Thank you. You're welcome, Dr. Ola Oluwa. We really appreciate you. Uh, again, uh, the floor is open for questions, and I would like to call on Sister Sherlene. Do you have any questions? Yes, I, wanted, I had a question. I wanted to know, what is the incubation period? What if you don't know you have it and you've been around it? What is the incubation period before you 
before you recognize or you, you know, you have it. Yes, the incubation period that uh, Dr. Ola Ulua has mentioned earlier is uh, from five to 21 days. And, and if she would like to elaborate on that, she can. Yes, like I, thank you, Sister Naila. Uh, thank you, uh, Ms. Shelley. Like yeah. I rightly said, uh, the incubation period for uh, chicken pox virus itself is from five to 21 days. From the day of exposure to the virus itself. So it's between five to 21 days. That's the incubation period. But from the day one of getting infected with the virus to the day four, you know, somebody might not have manifested the symptoms, that person can still infect people. Even though the person have not started manifesting those um, symptoms that we have rightly said, but the incubation period is five to 21 days. Thank you. So they're considered contagious. They can still be contagious in that first to five days, but you would not know it because you would see nothing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely. Correct. Yeah, yes, correct. So that's correct. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's correct. Oh, so that's, by the yeah. time one starts manifesting some of the symptoms, of the diseases, then you can assume that you are within five days upward from okay. the, the, the first day of manifestation of the symptoms. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions? <laughs> All right. Okay. I had a quick question, Sis Nahila. Can yes, you still be a carrier of this and not manifest all the symptoms and still be carrying it? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's why, uh, you know, some people with a strong immune system are the one that we're supposed to be fear. And since it's now already in their head that they are <laughs> having a viral, that's why the preventive measures such as a simple hand washing are so crucial. We cannot emphasize the importance of hand washing before touching your face. And if that is the case, let's say somebody want to scratch their face and they don't have water to, they have to open their back of their clothes like this and wipe their eyes, but not in here. Don't touch with your hands. All those important things are, you know, measures are very important because we don't see the viral. Unfortunately, it's not seen. And the people who look healthy, very healthy, can carry still the disease, carry the virus, and contaminate other people who will be sick but themselves, they're not sick. They don't even have any symptoms. You know, he happened in many cases when it comes to viral infection. Unlike a bacterial infection, whoever has a bacterial infection, it can very manifest by runny nose, cough, icy throat, or whatever. They will show the symptoms right away when it's a bacterial infection. But when it's a viral infection, like Dr. Um, Jamila has mentioned, the incubation period already has started prior to the disease. But you know because again they did not show any symptoms yeah so we have to continue washing our hand you know and and take our vitamin c's and protect ourselves and our intake you know of nutrients should be really the one that promotes our health and not over calories that we see today at our diabetes class the calorie that is not needed we don't need those so we need a nutrient because with the nutrients we can fight those diseases you know and then that's the best way even 
instead of taking medicine. Prevention, prevention is better than a cure. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Dr. Lua. Thank you, Sis Nahila. Thank you, both of you. You're welcome. You're welcome very much. We would like, sorry, we would like to call on Sister Fatu. Sister Fatu is joining from Canada. Sister Kine? Yes, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my sister. <laughs> Actually, I'm just so sorry I couldn't connect earlier. So I missed part of the presentation. So I, I cannot make any comments at this point, subhanAllah, because I missed so many things. So I, I'm just listening. I'll stay as a listener and enjoy, inshallah. Barakallahu, thank you for inviting me. Oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna have it uh, uh, how you call it. Uh, it's recorded, so we will have it uh, a replay uh, in a form, uh, on form of uh, YouTube or also in a podcast. So we will uh, we will edit it and you have it. Uh, have it. Inshallah. Yes. Well, uh, any other sisters? Uh, we have a couple more minutes left before we can wrap it up. Um, Dr. Yusuf, you would like to hear from you. Yeah. Any question, any comments, and what are some of the recommendations you may have for this presentation? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I would like to thank Dr. Laulua for the presentation. I enjoyed the last part, and that was also very educative for me. And then I also like to thank Dr. Naila always for putting this together. And I enjoyed that part about the wudu. A lot of us don't know that the wudu is also very important. It's not only about worship, it's also helping our health. So thank you so much for this refresher. It was very good for us. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Bedini. We appreciate you. One more thing that I would like to also emphasize is that uh, once we're doing the preventive measures, it's not just for us alone, you know. So we have to also think about our community, you know, our, our massages, you know, our kids' schools, you know, because the kids are easily taking those, uh, touching their faces, touching their hand and bringing home as well. So there are school, public library, you can volunteer your, your time like a sisters and uh, Asha here in uh, Women Health First, Islamic uh, Sisters Group and Support, always go and once a week, once a month, um, disinfect and sanitize the masjid, you know. So as you can see in the picture on your right, depending on how your screen is, um, that is a, a sisters of disinfecting the masjid inside or and then touching stuff because again when you come to muslim prayer your two hands go to the floor you know and everybody else already pray there you know although we do know that before prayer you have to consistently wash your hand and do your wudu purification nevertheless um some people come to the masjid quickly to open the masjid door before they go inside the masjid to purify themselves so you may go and pray clean when you're coming out and you're touching the door so that's why you're carrying the extra, you know, viral or bacteria in your hands. That being saying, it's always important that when you have extra time, 
you have to you know do something to help your community so that uh, you can volunteer um, your time to disinfect and sanitize not just the masjid the public library your child's school your church your synagogue it will be a great thing for you to do because once everybody is healthy then the community that is healthy the nation is healthy okay so without further ado i would like to call on dr jamila to um give us a closing argument and then we will uh, um um dispatch from the meeting yeah thank you again for everybody thank you Dr. Dr. Jimmy. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming. Thank you so much, Sitanella, for giving me this opportunity to uh, present this um, topic. Since we all agree that um, health is wealth, and Professor Salam said a stronger, a, a, a stronger and a healthy Muslim is better than a sick one. Because if you are sick, you will not be able to do anything for yourself. You will not even be able to worship your Lord, your creator. You not be able to help your community. The same thing even for those people that are not Muslim. We know that health is wealth. We don't want to be sick. We want to be able to take care of ourselves, help ourselves, help our community, to be able to go about our regular or daily life normally. So in that sense, we should try as much as possible to put in some preventive measures, not just for uh, monkeypox virus or disease alone, for other ones that are even going around in, 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 in our environment that we cannot see, a lot is happening at the ER. A lot is going on in schools. Let's encourage our kids to go with at least those small bottles of hand sanitizers. And then when they come back from school, maybe when they are coming right into the car, maybe, maybe we get to pick them up, let them sanitize their hands. It's not easy. Most times we forget. I also forget. This I'm saying, I'm also using this opportunity to remind myself of these things that I'm saying, because we forget, because right now the kids are going back, I mean, they are coming back home with different symptoms so much, it's so bad. And these ones that we are having now is, is even different from the ones that we had in last year. This backache, headache, you know, looks like this, but they are not manifesting with rashes, so you can't say it's um, monkey paws, but it's like, you know, you know, viral conditions, they are, they are family. So let's try as much as possible as at, at the same time to take our nutrients seriously. Fruits and vegetables, veggies, they are very, very important. Let's try and not overcook our vegetables. Let's make sure at least once or twice in our meals daily, we have vegetable in them, it takes a lot of water. And let's try as much as possible to sanitize our environment our houses clean, our surfaces and contacts, they are very important. Thank you so much for having me. May God uh, protect each and every one of us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Ola Oluwa. We really appreciate you. And thank you so much for all the audience has been taking time out of their busy schedule, beautiful Sunday that you're relaxing and join. That means your health is important. We really also value your health. Thank you so much. Is uh, bring us to the end of this presentation. And again, uh, we will uh, see you again in uh, two weeks for another presentation. And for those of you who taken our diabetes prevention classes, 
um, this is weekly and we will see you next Sunday. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much and bye-bye uh, for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for coming. Bye. 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 Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.